in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello, hi, folks. Back to another episode. Yeah, this is episode seventy-seven of the Two White Chicks in China. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right in and read a very nice review from Kathy G86. And she says, uh, This is such a great podcast that offers so much. They provide interesting Chinese news, great information, and they answer all of your questions about China. Many people who have never been there um, have such a different perspective of China. This podcast clarifies it all and allows you to see this wonderful country for what it really is. Keep listening, and it might even convince you to pack your things and go. <laughs> That's really nice. Thank you, Cathy. We really, really appreciate reviews. Um, so if you've got a little bit of time and fancy leaving us one, um, you can you can leave us one through the uh, uh, through iTunes, and um, we'll we'll read it out if it's a nice one, obviously. No trolls, thank you. <laughs> Aw, thanks, Kathy. That was yeah, really nice. And I hope that it. I hope that we have inspired, or at least like given some people who might not have before an interest in China, because it's a great place and it's um somewhere I think everybody should visit at Absolutely. least once in their lifetime. Absolutely. If even if it's just to go and see some pandas, which is going to lead me into my. A uh, piece of information, news article for this week, which is about pandas. What a segue, Holly! You're ah, getting good uh, at this. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really trying. I've been I've been waiting a while to get that in there. Okay, so um, so as you know, pandas are black and white. Why why are they black and white? They don't um, uh, they don't match their environment. So a lot. There's been many studies to work out like what what's this all about. So researchers from UC Davis and California State University in Long Beach wanted to find out all about this. They actually previously figured out why zebras are black and white. Do you know why zebras are black and white? Um. Okay. I have a guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know they have stripes because they live in the grassland, right? So they kind of blend in with the grass, the tall grass. But maybe because. Their predators are colorblind. Uh, well, well, it just says to keep away blood-sucking flies. So oh. maybe that, maybe that's more. There's more oh, to I'm it. Totally than that. off. Then. But it could be to do with that. I don't know. Because aren't cats and dogs pretty much colorblind? Uh, I don't know about that. Because if their predators are like a lion, which is in the that feline hmm. family, I wonder if they're. I know their eyesight in general is kind of poor. Yeah. My, uh, Cash, my Labrador, uh, got confused by a small suitcase the other day, <laughs> thinking okay. it was a dog. Seriously. <laughs> he stared at it for like 30 seconds, waiting for something to happen. It was a black suitcase. <laughs> anyway, Aww. back to the panda. Sorry for that random, uh, insert there. So, okay, so we, so they found that pandas, uh, the panda's face, neck, belly, backside, and rump. <laughs> help blend into so, so, uh, snowy scenes. But uh, the dark markings around their eyes and ears stand out in a snowy environment, obviously. Yeah. Um, but basically, they've decided that the reason that pandas have these dark, dark uh, spots and markings is basically to actually show predators that they are, in fact, a bear 
and that they should be afraid. Huh. Yeah. So the white is blending, is helping them blend in, but also the dark marks around their eyes is so that the, the their predators can see, oh wait, that's a bear over there, so I need to be careful. Huh. Yeah. Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they, you know, there's a, um, there's uh, with other studies, um, they thought originally that the black parts was to help the animal regulate temperature because apparently that's what other animals do, but that's not the case. Mm. Maybe the black spots on their eyes are supposed to make their eyes look really huge. Yeah, or something. yeah. It says, um, it says. Let me see. Uh, yeah, these dark eyes may also help other bears identify the creature as a fellow bear because it's. Uh, uh, suggests ferocity. Oh. Ferocious pandas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they can be bothered. <laughs> pandas are so <laughs> beloved in this country. They have so many facilities dedicated to panda breeding and it's a big thing to go mm -hmm. and um, you can hold the pandas and um, it's a very it's a proud symbol of China. Everybody loves panda bears. You see a lot yeah. of like panda hats and Panda in paraphernalia. Yeah, tattoos. Uh, also, a friend of mine has a panda, a rather large panda tattoo on her leg. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty cute. And then they have a red panda, too. I don't know if you've mm. seen that. It looks kind of like a fox. Yes. It's very cute. It's very interesting. Where I was living in Chengdu, or near Chengdu, there was a big panda research center. And so it was fun going and see because you could see the cubs as they grew up, and they're they're very playful. Mm. They're like puppies yeah. or like kittens. Nice. You see them wrestling with each other and, um, you know, falling down, pushing each other down the hill and stuff like that. <laughs> I've seen lots of really cute videos of pandas. There was one a while back that was um, like a lady was going in to look after panda cubs. Oh. And these panda cubs were screwing with her. They were like climbing over her and they were trying. She had a basket, which I, I don't know if it was for cleaning the area out, but they were in the basket. They were like <laughs> rolling around in the basket. They were climbing on her leg. It was hilarious. Like, I must have watched it two or three times just because it was so funny. Well, they look so much like teddy bears and they're so yeah. clumsy that like mm. everything they do is just cute. Yeah. Even they <laughs> sit on their like backsides and just like eat gorge you know they just like fill their like i mean i've never seen anything eat so fast yeah. in my whole life and they've got a really particular way of like eating the bamboo <laughs> yeah. they like grab they quickly grab like leaf by leaf by leaf until they have like a candy bar yeah full of like a handful of leaves which resembles a candy bar and then hurt crunch yeah. I often the see that, I imagine it's like uh, shucking, that's the right word for shucking corn, right? Yeah. That's what it kind of reminds me of, but yeah. just super fast. Yeah, they just strip it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Funny animals. Yeah. Well, um, so we're going to move on from pandas to something a little more serious. So um, this week's question comes from Carolyn, and Carolyn is uh, from San Diego, and uh she, uh, her question is related to a news article that was released last October, and basically, um, there's also a video. So if you really, if you want to watch this, you can you can do so. But it's quite it's quite horrific, and basically, um, there's a, a man like a in his thirties uh, in an elevator with a, a young woman and her daughter, and the man is is smoking in the. This is in Beijing. 
you know, currently, or at that time, it was still, you know, okay to smoke in public areas. And she asks the guy, can you please stop smoking in front of my child? And the guy proceeds to basically beat the woman up. Yeah. Um, and then leaves. And at the time of that article, they still hadn't found the guy. There's still nothing had happened. I don't know if that's different now. Maybe I can, I'll have a look to see if they found anything. You know, if they found him or whatever. But there was obviously a security camera in the elevator, so it's all caught on camera. Um, and so basically Carolyn asks us, um, is this kind of situation common? And would you ask a man to stop smoking in China? Mm. To answer the first question, I don't think it's common. No. In general, I feel like violence is very rare mm -hmm. in China. You sometimes see people shouting at each other, yes. but you very rarely see any kind of punches being thrown. And even when you do, it's still pretty tame and it yeah. lasts for like maybe a few minutes and then it's some mm -hmm. like the people's friends get involved and they break them up. Yeah. It's violent crimes here. I feel like considering the population are so yeah. few and far between. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, the few fights that I've seen, they they all they almost seem like quite humorous. Mm -hmm. Like it's just men like kind of pushing each other around almost almost like they they're too afraid to actually throw a punch. Mm -hmm. Just like you know, everyone stood around watching, you know. Yeah, it's like a bar fight, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never seen one that ends up being, uh, you know, serious, serious at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's, I think, at least, I don't know if I would personally ask somebody to stop smoking. Um, I do think, though, it's kind of rude when you're in a lift. Yeah. Like, if you're in another public place, of course, it's not good just to be smoking here and there, wherever you please, but... Especially in a lift, like, you can't get away. It's like Yeah, you're in a box. closed space. Yep. Yeah, and with your child, I could completely understand this woman saying, like, please. we also don't know how she asked the question, though. Right. Maybe she was ruder than it appeared on the video when she asked him to stop smoking. Who knows? Because it seems really odd that it would elicit such a yeah, violent reaction. like he just flips. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. the guy's just crazy, or maybe he had been drinking, or yes. who knows what. But in general, that seems very unlikely that you say, can you please stop smoking? Right. And then, like, this person just, like, beats you up. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> extreme reaction for anyone in the world, I think. Oh, yeah. You know? Especially, I feel like, especially in China. I mm -hmm. think that that sort of thing might happen more often somewhere else, almost, because I feel like here, people are just so peaceful more or less like they would just probably not have a react you know if if they didn't agree with what you were saying like i think in general if you ask somebody to stop smoking and especially if you're with a child they would be like oh, oh sorry 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 yeah, and I put the so cigarette too. out yeah yeah and but if they didn't agree then they probably just might continue smoking yes, and pretend they'd they didn't probably hear ignore you. you that's exactly <laughs> what i was going to say that's in my opinion that's the more like that's the more likely outcome i think they would just pretend they would just pretend that they hadn't heard you mm -hmm. that's a very common Com thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like oh what oh you're talking mm -hmm. to me oh sorry i didn't hear you yeah right mm -hmm. <laughs> but on the other hand i also think that um someone asking someone else to s stop smoking is probably very rare as well yes because it's such a common occurrence here i mean 
if in the if you listen to our last episode where Nora was talking about her experiences in in hospital, uh, I'm sure you mentioned about the doctors and people around just like smoking in the hospital. Yeah, not here in Shenzhen, like right. Shenzhen, and actually, and and that also has changed just over the the over time because my first experience in the hospital was eight almost eight years ago. All right. Oh, so and it so wasn't I last think, episode. Sorry. No, I mean, but that's, yeah, that's like in, that was, because last episode I talked about having the baby and that was mm-hmm. just a few months ago. So that was in Shenzhen for one, which is a more, you know, it's just more developed in general. And so, and they have more strict laws here. For example, um, you don't see the street food here in Shenzhen that you see in other cities just because they have more strict health codes, etc., etc. So in Shenzhen, you probably wouldn't have... I say probably because I think that there, there are most likely hospitals in the outskirts of town, mm-hmm. small small hospitals where you would find I the doctor so. smoking yeah. while they write you a prescription. But definitely that happened to me in Chengdu. Mm-hmm. In, oh, it was a small city near Chengdu called Shindu, and I went to get prescription for something and the doctor literally wrote me the prescription with a cigarette in his mouth yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've been to small clinics here where the um men in the waiting area have been smoking Mm -hmm. the doctor didn't because it was a a woman but the yeah there were people in the waiting room just smoking which would be unheard of at home yeah and even in the shenzhen like the hospital that i had the baby in, you can smell smoke in pretty much every stairwell so definitely people are smoking yeah. in the hospital, sure. but in the stairwell and not where people can see them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not your doc, your doctor definitely wouldn't be smoking while, um, while seeing you. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, it's definitely common to see people smoking everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. But it's getting better, I think. Yeah. So, um, I checked cause I've read a couple of articles recently about, the law or China trying to change the law about smoking. And I remember the year I arrived um, in 2011. Is that right? 10? Anyway, <laughs> when I arrived, uh, they, they, they tried to introduce a no smoking law in um, public places, like in, in bars and restaurants. Mm. Um, but that really wasn't, you know, no one followed the rules and there was no one... Um, you know, the, no one was, like, restricting anyone. There was no one saying, oh, you're not allowed to smoke. It, people just did it. Even though there were signs, you know, the the restaurants and bars and clubs had to put the signs inside, but it, it was just for show, basically. Yeah, that's basically all that happened, is suddenly there was just a sign yeah. everywhere that said no, no smoking, smoking. Yeah. but then there would still be ashtrays on the tables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it may be for... Because I, I remember talking to someone about it, and I said, well, like, so you're not allowed to smoke, but everyone's still smoking. And they're like, oh, well, you know, they'll, they won't be... You know, maybe for a week people might be more careful, but, you know, afterwards, you know, no, what's you know? What's anyone gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. Which is, I remember the table we used to sit at at Jungping. There was a restaurant nearby our office oh, that yeah. we used to go to quite often, and I remember the table we used to sit at had a no smoking sign hanging oh, yeah. right above it, and we would just smoke in there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's very rare, like a server or like a 
a waitress would never stop you. No. I mean, not back then, anyway. It was kind of an unspoken thing. Like, when we would be in there, nobody else was really in there. I bet you they would have stopped us if there had been, um, like, other... Like, if it had been rush hour and there were tons of other people in the restaurant. But yeah. then, if there... There was, like... It was always pretty much empty by the time we got there. Right. So. And probably if you asked, they would say no. I think, yeah, yeah. Probably. If you ask them, so it's like the that phrase, like "Don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness," and that's <laughs> yeah. like China to a T. That's Chinese business in general. Like mm-hmm. you never, there's no way for you to find out all of the steps that it takes for you to open a company in China, or like you know get mm-hmm. some sort of certificate. You just you do stuff and you don't question its legality until you absolutely need to. You just do it. Because <laughs> yeah. no matter, like, if you try to prepare, you're never going to, like, you ask one person. You go to the office, some kind of administrative office, to ask to find out the details. One representative will tell you one thing, one yeah. will tell you another. And also depends on how they're feeling that day. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so that's that's the whole thing is that, and that's kind of, in general, I feel like, rules and regulations. And you'll learn if you study international business that a contract in China is a very fluid thing, whereas in the West, it's like uh, the contract is final. Yeah. In China, it's like you write things down as as a guide, right. but you don't have to adhere to it 100%, which huh. is so frustrating so to Western in- business people. You can interpret it how you want, in effect. Or you can change it as you <laughs> need to. It's just like the... It's like the first set, because the more important thing is your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes. The more important thing is the guanxi, as they say, between parties. So the piece of paper doesn't really mean a whole lot. Yeah. Whereas in the U.S., it's like, it says in the contract mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, and then you have to adhere to it, like, mm-hmm. completely. I wonder if that will, might start to change as China starts to pick up on this, like, suing mentality mm. a little bit. I wonder. I don't know, because it's a very deep, like, that's a very deep cultural Mm. issue, this whole idea of rules and regulations. Because you would think being, it being a communist country and it having, you know, it has quite a few rules and stuff like that, that living here would be governed by a lot of restrictions. But it's, it's not actually. It's freer here Because it's like, as long as you do it and you're not bothering, like, you Mm. may be breaking the law, but as long as you're not bothering people, you just get away with it. Like, they don't enforce the rules unless it's necessary. Necessary. Yeah, that's true. Whereas in the West, we would just enforce them. Because you can. Because, yeah, because that's the law. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, talk about speeding. Like, in the... In the U.S., if somebody is speeding, even if they're driving safely and they're not, you know, like, there's nobody else on the road, if they're speeding, then they'll get pulled over and be ticketed. In China, that would never happen. Mm -hmm. Because they're not affecting anybody else. Yeah, Yeah, usually, um, yeah, same thing goes for, like, uh, cars who park in the bus like the space for the bus like in front of the bus stop yeah most of the time i mean it's really common to see uh, cars pull in and like wait for people yeah. and they're really i mean especially during those busy like rush hour times it can be a real hindrance to those bus drivers right who already have a small space to like maneuver and a couple of weeks ago i actually saw a, a police officer on a bike 
pull over a guy who'd parked there. Oh, I mean, wow. he was holding buses up. There was a long, like, row of buses, but I've never seen anyone do that. The, the car had already gone, and the guy the guy on the bike followed him. Oh, and, wow. and, like, he had a sirens on trying to pull him over. So, I know, I also, I guess, as you said, it also depends on the mood, like, how people feel. Yeah. <laughs> so, if he'd had a bad day, maybe he just wanted to berate him. Yeah, and who people do. I think sometimes that the police cuz you know like we said guanxi is basically everything here so you're you pull over a guy you don't know who he is he can get you fired <laughs> and that's how things work yeah. in china is a lot of times that's what they'll do to get out of stuff is like threaten to say like yeah i, I know the boss of your like of your boss and i'll figure out who you are and if you do this to me then i will get you fired yeah definitely <laughs> So it's yeah it's um it's an intricate system. I don't see them. I don't know. It's true. It's caused a lot of frustration for Western businesses. So maybe they they'll have to adjust somewhat if they want to play on the international market. But I suspect it core, would be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. At the core, I feel like it's such a part of Chinese culture in general. It's connected to so many other aspects of life that I don't see it changing yeah. anytime soon. Definitely. Even as they modernize. So, hmm. Yes. So they might, they do have, I know they have still some smoking regulations in Shenzhen, but people don't really adhere to it. Yeah. Um, so, actually very recently in Beijing, they've just, I mean, they're saying, like, for reals this time. <laughs> like, no smoking anywhere. Uh, and But basically the, the government intend to have this like nationwide by the end of the year G- really you know like we're, we're you know we're serious don't mm. don't you know don't take advantage of mm. us good luck so we'll see we'll see what happens with that um but i think in fact more people smoke now than they did before i mean especially women Oh, women for sure yeah and i don't cuz i i mean i've i really have noticed a massive <clears throat> increase in women smoking Especially, like, on the... St- I when I say on the streets, it sounds, like, a bit wrong. But, I mean, just, like, walking down the street or lighting up outside a restaurant or something like that, which was un- really, like, unseen. Um, so unless these women were all secret smokers, you know, in the privacy of their own home, um, which I think is doubtful, you know, that apparently, according to an article I read, 2% of women in China smoke, but I think that must be more now. Mm. Yeah, but I also feel like the majority of the younger generation, let's say people who are under the age of 30, don't seem to smoke very much. No, men, no, no, younger Like, men. if you look at our office... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only There's, one. like, 20 people here, and there's, like, one person yeah. who smokes. Yeah. And that seems more common, I feel like. Because I think also... It's a reaction to the times, like, all of their uncles and, like, their their grandparents and stuff smoked, yeah. and so they're almost showing that they're modern by, mm. like, not smoking. Yeah. But then I see that point with the women. The women traditionally were not smoking. I think in Asia in general, I feel like not very many women smoke, but, um... Because I, I think it's good. It's a, like... If you smoke, it says something about a woman, like a Chinese woman. Yeah, if you for smoke, sure. it says, hmm, you know, you're not you're not a very nice kind of person, you know. Yeah. 
If she smokes, she pokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, y'all. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I think I saw that on Family Guy. But, uh, yeah, so it, it definitely, and I think, I don't know, though, if those women are real smokers Smokers. or if they're They're like timers no or if they're just like showing off like i'm so emancipated and like westernized look at me smoke i'm not sure Mm -hmm. because sometimes when i see the women smoking it i feel like it is for show but other times i've seen them like smoking seems like oh they just they just really want to have a smoke so who knows Mm. who knows but i think in general they, I think they will be successful in making stricter regulations as time goes by. It might just take a while. I don't think it will be no smoking anywhere by the end of the year. I mm-hmm. think that it's going to take longer than that for people to catch on. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, so, as you said, the younger generation are maybe not smoking as much. But I think it also depends on the background, your mm-hmm. background and what you do for a living. Um True. Uh, yeah, because that's true. Sti- go and, to a construction site right. and you'll think 100% of the population of China smokes. Yeah. Are these young men who work in like um, re- restaurants, the chefs and stuff like that? Yeah. In my in the area where I live, it's very. There's a lot of restaurants and stuff, and those lads who just like they come out on a break and they're all puffing away together. Yeah. All the guys who work in the hairdressers, you know, yeah, all true. of those. Oh, yeah, those industries for sure. There's like. Yeah, there's there's definitely definitely industries where smoking is more pervasive, and I was gonna say it reminds me of when they went to test they came to the our previous office to test the smoke detectors, <laughs> so they were like you know going around testing to make sure the smoke detectors worked, and how they did it was they took this like long PVC pipe, and then one guy was holding the pipe. <clears throat> and the other guy was smoking a cigarette into it <laughs> so that the smoke would travel up to the <laughs> the smoke detector and set it off. But that oh, was like their official. So there was like the yeah. management had arranged this. You know, they were wearing their the uniforms <laughs> for the building and like this was the official way to test a smoke detector. It was so funny. So they sent someone to smoke in our office in order <laughs> to set off the smoke detector. So it was so funny. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it was effective. I'm sure. It set it off. <laughs> That's crazy. I wonder if a lot of, like, because um, some t- d- d- alarms, like, f- detect different things, don't they? Some can detect cigarette smoke and others just, uh, like, go off when they detect heat. So uh, I guess there must be a difference. Yeah. Because I'm surprised that they are they go off if they smell if they smell <laughs> if they detect smoke because e- I mean even in a lot of offices I suspect men are sm- I'm gonna say men just to generalize I guess a lot of yeah. men are smoking especially if they have if they have like maybe business meetings and they have some tea and stuff yeah and this also like brings up another point of Chinese culture and smoking that I wasn't thinking of before is that they have cigarettes here that cost so much like it's a whole oh, yeah. like are, it's kind of like tea in China. Mm-hmm. So with tea and baijiu. So you, you actually all over China, every city, they have these shops that sell cigarettes, tea, and alcohol. So cigarettes, tea, and baijiu, this alcohol. 
And each of these things, the things they have in common is, one, they're often given as gifts. Yes. And two, depending on which one you smoke, it kind of hints to your status. Definitely. So cigarettes, they have ones that cost ridiculous amounts of money. Thousands, I think. Thousands for a pack, you know, like ridiculous. And then they have really super cheap ones. And in general, because I had a friend here who, so he's a smoker, and he wanted to find us, like, the Chinese cigarette that was right <laughs> for him. And so he went out, like, when he first came to China, and he started smoking all the different kinds yeah. of cigarettes. Um, and there's tons of different kinds yes. of cigarettes here. He never did find one that was suitable to him, <laughs> no. Because the cigarettes that they like here are really harsh. Yeah. Like, they burn really quickly, so you get a lot of smoke, and then they ha- they're kind of, like artificially fragrant or something they kind of like perfume the tobacco and it's very dry tobacco Mm -hmm. so it's a very harsh thing but when chinese people smoke western cigarettes they think they're no good Mm -hmm. because they don't get that like harsh like high nicotine like quick burning feel that the chinese cigarettes Mm -hmm. do and the papers that they use also i feel like are they're not very tasty like they're they usually have some kind of waxy coating on them the filters are really cheap feeling. I personally like haven't the, smoked a Chinese cigarette and been like, oh, that's, yeah, that's that good. was nice. <laughs> that was refreshing. The the I I also noticed the filters are often very very big, mm. like probably twice the size of like a Western cigarette, and they often like color them or they've got some jazzy pattern on them yeah. to match the box. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the flavors are weird. They're often like florally or even like spicy, but not in a good way. Yeah. Like you want to drink mulled wine, but you don't want to smoke it in a cigarette. It's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, like cloves. Cloves. Cloves is a big one, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the the packaging is always so like elaborate, you know, like gold. Pandas. Yeah, pandas, right? Yeah. Bringing it all back. <laughs> Panda, like, there's a lot of, there's one brand in particular that's, like, basically just called, like, Panda Cigarettes, and you see those everywhere in China, and it has, like, golden embossed, like, box, and then this, like, picture of Panda eating bamboo. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, and there are some that that are, like, regional, that you'd be, if you lived in that area, you'd be really proud to have, like, those cigarettes, and Mm. you would give those ones as gifts, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. Hmm. Uh, Nora, do you have any other about smoking? Yes. Um, not really. Um, I think going back to the story, if you asked somebody to stop smoking in China, most likely they would do so. Yeah. They would definitely, like, this is not a common occurrence. Like, you wouldn't have to feel like you're walking on eggshells around people. And, um... I have been in situations where I found smoking to be very rude, but they seem really oblivious to it, so most likely they're probably just not thinking. I think that's a lot of it, yeah. I mean, you would think, oh, this guy knows what he's doing, he's in an elevator with a child, like, how could he not realize that he might be harming the child's health? But I think that, honestly, I don't think that the guy was thinking about that at all. He was probably in his own little world, and so he wasn't really doing it. Um, out of rudeness, mm-hmm. he just was doing, he was just going about his business, probably doing it the way he does it every day, and just so happens that there was a kid this time, and he just didn't notice yeah. that this was happening. So, 
I don't think that you have to be worried about if you're coming to China or if you live in China. I don't think you have to be worried about, um, you know, people having this kind of response Violent to you. Outburst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, just to make one last point um, from me, I think this idea, like the health uh, effects of smoking, is still a relatively like new thing in China. Like. Mm. They were only just kind of realizing or understanding about secondhand smoke. I've just started to see adverts on the bus about um, secondhand smoke, uh, especially with children, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I think that actually that's the reason why the the government are, are now sort of saying like ser- like you know seriously they want to uh, stop people smoking in public spaces, not just inside actually. Also, in some outside spaces, like um, for example, in kindergartens, like in the space, you know, in the playground or outside, uh, in the doorways of hospitals and things like that, they also want to stop that kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nora, do you have a word of the week for oh, us? Oh, I do. So, <clears throat> to smoke a cigarette is cho yen. Um, so cho is like to smoke, and yen is a cigarette. Yeah. So, cho yen. So, you can ask if you go to a restaurant, uh, or, or you can tell, yeah, you can tell somebody if you don't want them to smoke, you can say, like, xing bu cho yen, like, please don't smoke. Um, we'll see, and see what kind of reaction they give you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so if you want to learn, uh, how to say smoking in Chinese, you can uh, go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 77 and you can see all the uh, show notes from this episode and then further down you'll there'll be links to our dictionary so you can see the characters, like how to uh, pronounce and how to write the characters in our dictionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as always, if you aren't using the Written Chinese Dictionary, you should definitely mm-hmm. check it out. Because um, you can look up the Chinese word of the day, you can type in cho yan, so that's C-H-O-U-Y-A-N, and then you can save it nice. as a flashcard in the dictionary for use later. Sounds great. So before we go, I would like to tell you that this month uh, is tripod, which um, is basically, uh, the idea is that you tell other people about um, a podcast that you really like. So this is on Twitter. It's hashtag tripod. So it's try like to try something. T-R-Y pod P-O-D. Mm-hmm. And so you can search in Twitter for hashtag tripod and you can find lots of, um, podcasts that people are talking about. And also just to inform people about podcasts in general because not everyone listens to podcasts. And personally, I think they're a really great way to learn. Um, so, Nora, do you have a podcast that you really like that you can share with our listeners? Oh. Um, Sorry for putting you on the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like in the U.S., politics, everybody's talking politics these days. Sure. So I've um, been trying to up my political game by listening to a few political podcasts. So the one that I've really found that I liked is called the Liber- Libertarian Podcast. Oh. So that one is, that one's really good. The, um, the person that they're always interviewing has some, a lot of great insights that aren't, I, I like listening to things that aren't right wing right, or left wing. Yeah. 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 So I, cool. I, I've been enjoying that. So I don't know if that's, really relevant for this show but that's no, the any, one that i've been listening I, to the most i, I think we should recommend anything that we particularly enjoy how my, about you uh mine is um uh it's called you must remember this oh. and it's about 
cinema in the last in last the last century and the the woman who narrates it she's a a writer and she's written some really cool books about uh you know cinema and uh not just about the movies but the lives of the you know of the actors and actresses and it's really cool at the moment she's she's doing a dead blonde series it's <laughs> fascinating like she's re- like she really knows her stuff so that's that's mine you must remember this it's really good oh that sounds infinitely more interesting than mine <laughs> just <laughs> different you know okay folks uh so uh as we said before this is episode 77 so you can see the show notes uh, to this podcast at uh, writtenchinese.com slash episode 77 and you can also uh, listen to all of our other podcasts there. You can also uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and we're also on uh, Stitcher. You can, fi- you can find us there too. We're everywhere. <laughs> and if you have a question about China, life in China, anything revolving around China or Chinese language, Send us a voicemail, writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Yeah. Oh, I forgot also, you can you can check us out on Facebook too. We've got a Facebook page, facebook.com, uh, obviously, slash two white chicks, two is spelled T-W-O. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening.